0: Hi, and welcome to Wasted Takes, episode 183. Uh, 183 AD was a year in which an assassination attempt on the Roman Emperor Commodus by members of the Senate failed. Here's your history lesson for the day. I'm Trey, joined by Cam. How are we doing, Cam? Doing well. Excited to be here. Yep, don't know where the other guys are. Dylan had something come up, and Tucker's working. So uh, it's 10 p.m. We're getting into it. Um, All right, winners and losers. The one loser that I have is myself um, for my take that the Boston Uprising would be the only uh, men's professional team to win a championship. Uh, The New England Free Jacks, I think is what they're called. The rugby team uh, won their championship. So loser for me. Uh, Don't have a poll update for you. The episode didn't get posted. So I don't have any of that. Winners and losers cam.
1: Um, I don't think I have anything. Uh, Yankees still doing really bad, but I, I think that can be said every every week. Losers maybe the the Los Angeles Angels just found out that they have not been over five hundred
2: since twenty eighteen, and they have the two best players in baseball. Doesn't make much maybe, sense.
0: Maybe maybe ever to play the game of baseball too. Yeah, that um,
1: yep. makes no sense. Basically.
0: Yeah, if Shohei doesn't get out of there, uh, the sport is going to suffer. Um, all right. Um, I don't think I have anything else. I mean, um, in terms of the Sox, they are middling. They lost to the A's. They lost the series to the A's, so that's pretty bad. But um, they're still in it. They're like two games out of the wild card. So, um,
1: Giants, uh fake one could be a potential loser. Giants could be a potential loser. I yeah. don't really
0: know yet. Patriots are losers. Uh, I will get into more of that later. Um, I've been. I was really excited for this episode tonight because I, I, I have a. I have a rant I want to go on. And I'll let you go on it. Yeah, I, I will when the time comes. But it's just That'll not. Be. It's not as exciting, you know. When it's just just you and I. I mean, I love having a conversation with you, but I kind of need Tucker to fight back, you know, because you're just going agree with that. Yeah, you. We'll just, see it, man. Anyway, um. What's the take? Do you want to go first or you want me to go first?
1: I'll go. Um, first off, did you know the, the Orioles are in first though?
0: I did. I just saw that today. Um,
1: second best of it. Good for them. Good for if them. We, I doubt Dylan lose. might
0: have had a take about them
1: being good. They will certainly lose early. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a great take. I think I think you're going to agree with it 100%. Um, Dak Prescott came out and said, well, I won't. I, I forget the quote. I will not be throwing 10 interceptions this year is, is the essence of the quote. He made a prediction of not doing something. Let me just explain something. This is the worst thing you could possibly do. If you predict that you are going to, it's a, it's a goal that you you can't really achieve, right? You will rely on someone else to achieve this goal. almost. So when you make a goal you say i want to throw 10 touchdowns you can do everything in your power to throw those 10 touchdowns but the only thing that you can do to achieve the goal is to to uh take a step back what's the word uh, regress not regret hold back right this goal is based solely on you not tiptoeing around tiptoeing around Throwing in tight spaces. That's how you beat that goal. So I'm going to go ahead and say that not only is Jack going to be thinking about not throwing picks all year. It's going to be his worst year since he started. He will throw 10 picks by week 10. That is a pick a game, almost a little over a pick a game. And they have a bye week in between. So I'm going to go 10 games, 10 picks. Once they have played 10 games... That's the take. Once they play ten games, he will have thrown ten picks, and it's going to be his worst season ever. I will argue. Um, icing on the cake. He may get benched midseason. season it, it may be the last season for Dak. But he—he he is jinxing himself. The fandom hates it. Jerry loves him there. I—I um, I don't know why he's—he's he's still respected kind of around the league um, as a guy who—who who can win. But the eye test just shows he's so much, so much different. So I, I, think he's gonna, he's going to regress, as you said. He's gonna throw ten picks, ten games, uh, might get benched, worst season yet.
0: Yeah. So I love this take. Um, I, in no way, shape, or form, want my quarterback preseason, um, putting any sort of quantifier on numbers. I don't want him to talk about one single number. The only thing I want him to say is things like, you know, I want to win games, you know, that, that type of stuff. Like, yeah, we're a good enough team to win 10 games. Like, I don't mind that kind of comment. Um, anytime you're stat watching as a quarterback and you're publicly stat watching is so foolish. Um, I can't really even think of another quarterback to do that. Um he didn't say my goal is to throw less than ten touchdowns, right, or ten interceptions. He said I'm not going to throw ten interceptions. That's what he said, right?
1: Yeah that that's what that's what really not bug me. I mean, he just bugs me in general. But that's what confused me is he said I'm not going to throw ten picks this year. You're like, setting yourself
0: made. up for failure because yeah. if you say you know I I'm, my goal is to have I still don't want my quarterback saying this, but if he said my goal is to have less than you know ten interceptions, then that's a goal set. You miss it, you know. You tried. It was your goal. You missed it. To say that is like now that's you know you're putting an expectation on it. No, it's very dumb. He's gonna throw a ton of picks. Um, I saw I saw a tweet that was like, I cannot wait till this tweet comes back around in mid October. Um, was- I.
1: Uh... <laughs> I have the quote here. Um, this is, I didn't know this. Uh, Mike McCarth, do I blame those receivers? This is Prescott. Do I blame those receivers? No. This is in, in a quote in recor- regards to uh, some of the interceptions being tipped. Do I blame those receivers? No, Mike McCarthy doesn't make a job with that. They know who the hell to be, why to be, and when they're going to get looked at. That's going to be a big jump, I think. We won't have those tipped interceptions this year. So <laughs> he's relying on his receivers catching the ball a little bit. I guess I'd get that if, that if that's the case. Dak, you threw 15, though, buddy. And you missed a couple games. So, you know, you can't put it all on the on the, on the tipped receivers. Um, he said, I know who I am, and you can go back and take away half of those drops I mean, he keeps talking about the receivers. So he's he's not so much putting it on him himself. He's not putting pressure on other players, honestly. So I don't know, man. His quote exactly is, I won't have 10 interceptions this
0: year. He reminds me – not reminds me. He just seems like a kind of a cocky dude in terms of his – he thinks he's better than he is. He's had some really boneheaded moments. Down the, down the line, with season on the line. Um, you know, it, it's not always been his fault. They've had bad play calling a couple of years ago. They had that receiver that didn't get out of bounds. Um, and they didn't have time to clock it. Uh, they had, of course, the Zeke play. Zeke's last play as a Cowboy last year, where he got blown off the line of scrimmage. Um, they, so, he just seems like a dude that thinks he's better than he is. And he's a decent quarterback. i take him on my team. But um, he just... This type of wording is so stupid because you're just setting yourself up for failure. And he's going to get ridden. I mean, he's already getting ridden by the fan base because he hasn't won anything. And he's been in the league for, you know, quite a bit now. And they've never even made it. What's the farthest they made it? The divisional, probably? Divisional round? Yeah, um, they won their first playoff game last year. They beat the box. Yeah, they beat the box, And then they and lost then in the Divisional.
1: beat them again, the Niners, every
0: time. Yeah, so... Um, yeah I, I, I think you're right i think he's gonna have an exorbitant amount of interceptions and this could be his his last ride they could try to offload him um those cowboy fans i don't know how they haven't rioted because like i i'm i'm three years really four or five years removed from you know my team's dynasty being over and i'm having a panic attack every day about my football team these guys have been without their dynasty for 30 years and it's all just copacetic. They haven't even sniffed one. They haven't gone to a Super Bowl. They haven't even sniffed one. And they're just fine. I mean, I guess they're probably mad, but I'd be I'd be ready to kill Jerry. Um, yeah, this is a good take. I like this take, Cam, I agree with you. Thank you. My take is going to remain on football, and it is gonna do have to do with a big topic this week, running backs. So Um, running backs, as you know, if you've ever listened to us on this podcast, I have maintained this since we started this podcast. It is the most overrated position in football. There are a lot of great talents at running back for sure, but it is an overrated position. Any sort of high level athlete, you know, as long as you have the right build can play the position. Any guy can play the position. If you have a good offensive line, then you're going to be a good running back. If you have a crappy offensive line, then you might actually need one of those really talented guys. Anyway, it seems the league is finally catching up to our way of thinking, Cam, where they're like, why the hell am I paying all this money for this dude who stinks in year three of his four-year deal? Like They all break down. The game is just all passing nowadays. Like It's good to have a nice run game here and there, but... I mean, the big bucks come through the air. And the, the league isn't what it once was, so they don't want to pay these guys. So, as you mentioned at the top of the show, Saquon, um, they don't want to pay him. They want him to play under the franchise tag. He doesn't want to do it. Um, Josh Jacobs isn't getting a deal now. It's just like the, the GMs and owners of these teams are finally realizing this is an overrated position. And we've been overpaying for it for years. And the running backs are very upset. I get it like having a pay cut like that sucks and I'll we'll touch more on it I'll touch more on it later I'll go into more in depth on my feelings on it but um so there's talks of them sitting out and they're all like communicating amongst each other and saying this is unfair we should all sit out my take is that I'm trying to figure out how to quantify this um I'm thinking if I I'm wondering if I should just go just Saquon or I should go because he's the most likely to sit out or I should go more broad. But I'll just say that Saquon Barkley will sit out the next year. And who's your who's your backup?
1: Um it changes every year. We have
0: uh, uh Matt Breda. So Saquon Barkley will sit out, and Matt Breda We'll, like this. Will rush for how many yards did he have last season, Saquon? Looking I'm looking everything up right now. Um so my original take was gonna be that multiple running backs are gonna sit out, but rushing numbers are gonna be up league wide. But I feel like that's too broad. Um so I'm gonna focus in on Saquon.
1: Yeah, focus on the Giants. I love it. Put yeah. numbers on them preseason. So here you go. Um <clears throat> Rushing, Saquon went for 13-12, played every game, by the way, uh, which is great for him. He went for 13-12, 4.4 a carry, 10 tuts.
0: All right. Um, Saquon Barkley will sit out the whole year, and Matt Breda will run for at least 200 more yards, and... Um, an additional well, yard per carry.
1: Listen, yeah. Listen to his stats, though. Breida didn't get the ball much. He only had 220 yards, but he had four a carry. He Saquon just carried the ball the whole
0: time. Yeah. And then no, I'm going to say that been- their numbers are going to go up without Saquon. They the, the the more realistic take would be that they're going to ha- get the same production because that's what's going to happen. But I'm going to say that this Matt Breida is going to be. Gotcha. Even better than Saquon, and prove him totally wrong yeah. that he deserves a, this boatload yeah. of money because Giants, every running back is the goddamn same. That's the take. Giant. The Giants had twenty
1: five hundred rushing yards for like last year as a team. You are saying this year it goes to twenty seven.
0: I am saying that Matt Breida will rush for fifteen hundred yards. Oh, <laughs> I love it. And have it. And have uh, five average five yards of carry. That's awesome. At least yep. five and, yards.
1: I am sold on it. Listen, Matt Breda, two, three
0: years He's ago... He's a good good guy. Good, good back. Good back. I lost you. Are you there? Cam?
1: Matt Breda, two to three years, had the highest speed on uh, one run. I remember watching that.
0: San
2: Francisco.
1: In, yep, back in the day. Um, maybe he was on the Dolphins at that time. Either way, he serves four yards, carry, four yards to carry. So I agree with it. Now, the point I wanted to just go into, if we can have, we can have this conversation now. Um, I, I was looking into it and the running backs in this league, I think there are four that are worthy of getting paid what they ask for. Um, it's, it's Derek Henry. It's Christian McCaffrey. It's. Um, why am I blanking on his name? Can that please help?
0: Uh, who's he uh, playing for?
1: Nick Chubb. And I think you could argue Austin Eckler. Um, other than that, Jonathan Taylor proved everyone's point that he just had one good year and then sucked.
2: Behind a great O line, too.
1: Behind a Yeah. I mean, the Colts were a disaster, but that's the point is, you know, the. the you put a good team around them; it doesn't matter the running back. Another thing that I've I've looked at, I was looking at the stats, and in the past, even ten years, maybe besides Derrick Henry and the the one offs, the the stats for running backs have just gone down tremendously. I mean, what one, one year Kareem Hunt had thirteen hundred rushing yards and was the lead leader. I mean, that that's kind of pathetic. And then Zeke won it a couple times with 14. I was looking back at Adrian Peterson when he rushed for 2097 yards. He averaged six yards of carry. That is unbelievable. That's making a difference. That's giving a ball to that guy every time and he's going to make a play. And then you look at the Vikings and they still suck. So not only are the winning teams doing not having great running backs, but the teams with great running backs are often not good at, at football. So it's, it's almost – I'm not going to make the take that if you have a good running back, you're not going to make the Super Bowl, though it is almost valid. Um, but I think the big reason that that it, it's leaning more towards quarterback heavy is also because of the two-headed dog. Yeah, oh, yeah. Things,
0: Patriots mastered that.
1: that are, Yep, a lot of teams are starting to realize that you don't really need a, a one guy. Fresh legs are better than anything that you can ever ask for.
0: A pass catcher and a a hard runner—that's all you need.
1: Yep, Nate Chubb and Kareem Hart, perfect example. Um, I mean, the Patriots have done it with with Brady more than anything. They were able to do it really well, uh, and like the like the Kevin Falk. Days, LeGarrett,
0: Blau. LeGarret and and, uh, and, uh, and James White. That was perfect. You throw James it to White, James White in the, the flat and then you give it to LeGarrett and he just runs people over. And you get three yards every time, at least. Yeah, exactly.
1: And I think that's just kind of the way it's going to be. And people are going to have to accept that. If you got a star, or give him 12 million, 13, 14, 15 million, um, but you're not going to get a backup running back. So you're going to have a 9 million guy and a 4 million guy. And that's just how. It, it probably should be.
0: Yeah, so listen, I, this is how I view this whole back lives matter uh, movement. Um, I've long said it, like I mentioned, I've long said it, it's the most overvalued position. It's a third-rate position. I'd argue that the offensive line, every single offensive line position is more important than running back. Wide receiver, obviously, more important. Quarterback, the most important position in sports. So, you know, maybe... I don't see how it's more important than tight end. If you have a really good pass catching tight end or blocking tight end, you know, if you have a good old line, you have good blocking, the dude's going to get yardage. Um, in terms of paying the guys that can like do something special. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. But at the same time, like Derek Henry is maybe the only one I, I like, unless you have a legitimate passing threat, like C- Christian McCaffrey had, 100 receptions at some point, right? I think last year, not like this last season, but the season before, I think he had 100 catches. If Rob, if, yeah, if did, with
1: the Yeah, yeah. To said could too. Could
0: argue. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, I don't know how many receptions Eckler had, but guys like Kamara, like those guys, like I understand paying them a bag because if they're a legitimate passing threat, the reason that these guys got paid so much is because in the 90s and the 80s and even farther back, These the game was running. That's how you got your yardage, and then you would take a shot down the field if you could. Um, the money has moved from the running back position to the wide receiving position because of rule changes and things like that. The passing game is more prevalent. The only way that these dudes are gonna get paid the same money is if there's rule changes to make running the ball more effective. And that's not gonna happen. So um I wouldn't pay any of these dudes, honestly. Like like I've said, I, I, I my, t- my position on this developed from watching the Patriots because the Patriots one and one and one and one and, and never had like stud running back outside of maybe Corey Dillon. You know, he was a stud, but in terms of their dynasty, they never had a great running back, and they didn't need one. Like you said, they had the two-headed monster: Shane Vereen, Stevon Ridley, uh, James White, Deion Lewis, uh, Legarrette Blunt. Uh, Rex Burkhead, uh, Sony Michelle, like they had these guys that were nothing and they stink. Like they're none of those guys is like an unbelievable player, but they, they could do one thing really well. And so they mashed them all together and it was basically like having one back, you know, and they're paying nothing for them. So I don't pay, I I don't pay these guys. I don't care how much they cry. At the end of the day, you're still making millions of dollars. And I get it. It's a violent position. They're getting hit hard. They're, you know, going into the trenches. It sucks. It sucks. But to your point, look at the list of like all-time great running backs. How many of them were absolute losers? Jim Brown, great running back, one of the greatest of all time. Never won anything. Um at least not Super Bowl. He might have been before Super Bowl. So he might have won championships, but I don't know. Um, Adrian Peterson never won anything. Barry Sanders never won anything. Um, all these dudes, they just, they don't equate to winning Super Bowls. They never have. You know, you ha- you did have it here and there. Guys like Emmett Smith and uh, Marshall Falk. Marshall Falk. Like, you have a couple guys here and there. But, like, look at the past 20 years. Look at since, like, 2000 like think Ladanian Tomlinson loser choking dog um all these dudes and and it's just not viable to pay that position when you could be paying for a legit quarterback you could be paying for a guy who's going to get open down the field which is just going to be more conductive to winning and so i don't feel bad for these guys, dudes i really don't and i've been saying this since the Saquon drama started let him go trade him get rid of him you guys will be fine you guys will be fine i promise yeah. you and I see people saying, well, he's their entire offense. Is he really? Is he, like, is he really? He's, like
1: he's more window dressing because Daniel Jones can actually do something. I want to keep Saquon. Don't get me wrong. I would for the right price,
0: for sure. He's a good running yeah. – like, he's not, like, a bad player. I'm just saying they're and, – and to the point that we kind of harped on this week and talking to our friends about it, look at all the Super Bowl winners – And look at the the salary of their leading rushers. Now, the chart was a little bit, um, the story that we looked at, because it was specifically Super Bowl leading rusher in the game. But most of those guys were the starter. Isaiah Pacheco last year, starting running back for the Chiefs. Rookie, Rookie, seventh-round pick. He's a good player. He's not a bad player. He's a great seventh-round pick, but he's also nothing special. It's not like he was – and they don't need that because they have Patrick Mahomes.
1: So so the, here I have a theory here. Um, and I kind of just thought about this recently. you got to be a good coach to win a Super Bowl. That's, that's a fact. There's not many out there that just rely solely on talent. and I think that's a big part of why they just lost. They just got out-coached. And I think the smart coaches know that they can make their system work without having to spend money on Running backs. Because if you have one of the big name running backs, they you feed them the ball and they make things happen, right? But with guys like Isaiah Pacheco and the Chiefs, which is a little bit of a one off, they can do whatever they want. But even teams like the Patriots, they yeah, were doing, the they weren't running off tackle and like they were still they were still mixing it up and kind of keeping guessing. Whereas if you just have one guy in the locker room and you know what's going to happen. He's going to get the ball. He's going to make you miss. He's going to do well. But you don't have the, you don't have the versatility to kind of open it up a little bit.
0: Just going back to previous Super Bowl champions, I mean, uh, Cam Akers for the Rams, like decent player, injury problems, like they won the Super Bowl with him. Uh, Patriots, Sonny Michel, Laguerre Blount, we covered that. Eagles, they, when they won, it was Laguerre Blount and like Corey Clement. That was their like tandem. Yeah. Line. I don't even know they if Miles Sanders. Crazy. Yeah, I don't even know if Miles Sanders was was a factor at that point. I don't know if he was on the team. Um them, the Seahawks, a little different with Marshawn, but like I still like I that was Russell and the defense. Like that's what their team was. Um Broncos, who was their guy? I don't even remember. CJ Anderson? CJ Anderson or No Sean Moreno or something like yeah, that. Yeah, no <laughs> um, so like it's just an irrelevant position. It's a third rate position. I'm sorry to all the running backs out there. Like, I, I know like they work. they're important to a team's success for sure. The the most important thing to me in a running back is ball security. That's it. Just get your three yards, get down, make it easier for the for the offense. Um, but they're just a third rate position. They don't matter that much. And it sucks that the NFL is that way, but that's the way it is. And if you want to make billions of dollars, do not be a running back, focus on being a pass catcher, be a slot receiver, be a linebacker, be an edge rusher. Like, it's just, I'm so, I'm actually happy that this is happening because the market needed a reset on this because it's ridiculous. I mean, the, so Smile Sanders just signed with the Panthers for like four years, 28 million or something like that. Some, some big number like he's going to, he's going to, he's going to be nothing. They're going to be nothing. That's what he is. I mean, and I like, yeah, I, I, the only one that, that kind of puts a stumper on me is, um, Derek Henry, because he is so different, but at at the end of the day, he's at the end of his rope. And so like, I, I don't know. It it's, it's interesting to me that this is happening and I'm fully behind the league. I don't care if it's collusion, I don't care if I'm a bootlicker. I just think that money's better spent elsewhere. You buy you pay, you want to pay a ton for your offensive line, you have a crappy quarterback and a, you know, just a fast guy in the backfield, you'll be able to rush the ball. You probably won't be a very good football team, but you'll be able to rush the ball a little bit. So, um all right. Um, real quick,
1: yeah. I know this is a lot. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do some research on this. And the people, let's keep in mind that they're getting a lot of money. Okay, comparatively, this is a lot of money, right? They did an average, like average running back salary. Okay, no so backup kickers. Kickers are getting two mil, and running backs on average, starting running backs are getting what six, seven, three, four times as much. I would say so. So you, I'm going to look at this. There's a bunch of running backs complaining right now. You hear all the time about QBs taking pay cuts. People take, take Travis Kelsey to the pay cut to win. These running backs aren't even taking pay cuts by not taking salaries. They're just re-signing at a normal price. I'm going to take a look at the people who are, who are keeping their mouths shut right now. The guys who are taking their salary. I don't know who it is. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do some research and I'm gonna I'm gonna bet on that team <laughs> these guys want to win they're gonna take this they're gonna just take it on the team they're not gonna get involved in the drama and uh, I'll report back
0: yeah um the only argument that kind of stumped me was what Patrick brought up like yeah kickers I would say a kicker more valuable to your team because if you can have three points from inside the 50 yard line that's gonna be helpful a lot um but they don't get hit they don't have to do the conditioning like so that's tough they're not every down players like running backs are so they should probably make more than kickers but at the same time just not as much as they want it's it should be it should be a fair price a fair market price that's what it should be
1: there's no pressure on running backs either there's no required question. kickers are the most pressured players in the NFL more than QB I would say
0: that's a tough argument to make, but I could see it.
1: Sure. I just I came up with it now. No problem <laughs> to do it.
0: So. All right. Um, so the next thing I had on the docket was the whole D-Hop saga. So we've been keeping an eye on it. Obviously, I have closely as a Patriots fan. I never really was 100% positive he was coming here. In fact, kind of the opposite. As soon as they were like, oh, D-Hop's like, 90 percent going to New England they're the betting favorites blah. blah, blah. I was like this is now not gonna happen the more I hear about it the more sure I am it's not gonna happen sure enough doesn't happen so I just want to cover a couple things here I want to go on a bit of a rant if you'll give me three minutes cam um I want to address Patriots. On, I want to address Patriots fans directly uh, my peers when are you guys gonna wake the fuck up And I know I usually don't use profanity on the show, but I'm really sick and tired of going online and seeing people, you know, oh, well, you know, he's not that great a player anyways, blah, 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 like just finding excuse after excuse after excuse for Bill Belichick's ineptitude. So the thing that pisses me off about this, they clearly wanted the player. They had him in for a visit. They clearly wanted him. Bill, that clip of Bill complimenting Hop went around. Everywhere I friggin' looked, it was that clip. When are you guys gonna wake the hell up and realize how inept this man is at managing a football roster? They lost out to the Titans because they refused to pay him money guaranteed money they made it all incentive laden because they knew we wouldn't hit the incentives because he's not that great a fit for the team believe it or not we're just desperate for talent he wasn't going to hit those so he took the money and it wasn't like the deal was some exorbitant overpay it was a pretty decent deal for a player with a good track record of production it was a prove-it deal Really, it was a, maybe a little sweeter than a prove-it deal. And they weren't willing to go there. This has been the same story over and over and over and over with Bill Belichick. He wants to bring in talent, but he wants to bring it in on his dime. He wants to bring it in on his terms. If the dude wants a bag, he's not getting a bag. This dude needs to be fired. There are so many different reasons. The Brady thing, letting Brady go to rehash this once more for everybody. That one, I will even let slide. They made the decision that he's getting older. We're gonna move on. We don't wanna pay him. Why didn't they wanna pay him? So we could have more money to play around with the team, build talent. We didn't have a lot of talent outside of Brady. You made the decision to go, and this is to Robert Kraft's point, too, to, to go to with Bill instead of Brady. I get making that decision. I'll even let it slide. The fireable offense here is going out with no plan at the quarterback position. So that's fireable offense number one. Fireable offense number two is what he did to Mac Jones last season, setting him up for failure for refusing to give him any sort of assistance in his second year in the league, just tanking the franchise. And to me, not this specific instance, but the way the roster has been built over the past two years is fireball offense number three. And it's just insane to me. I mean, part of this is on Kraft because Kraft, Sure, he wants to bring in cheap players. Why the hell would he want to spend more money than he has to? He'd rather spend it on a friggin' lighthouse and a scoreboard. Whoop-dee-doo. Like, Bill thinks that his scheme was the reason that they won for 20 years when it was Tom Brady. You could get away with paying these dudes nothing because Tom Brady made these players better. He made players like Edelman, Hogan. um, Just think of any receiver we had. Deion Branch the second time around, like did not have a lot of success in Seattle, came back, turned into a decent receiver. Brandon Lloyd was a decent receiver for a season. Brandon Cooks was pretty good here. Like all these dudes, Brady made them better, not Bill's system, but he doesn't see that. Bill Belichick has openly uh, ignored the offensive side of the football. He will pay dudes on defense. He's done it before. If they have a gap on defense, he will go in the free agent market and pay a dude like Darrell Revis. He'll pay a dude like Stephon Gilmore. He'll pay a dude like Matthew Judon. He will go out into the free agent market and pay dudes on defense. He, will, he overpays tremendously for special teams. Now, is it nice to have a good special team unit? Yes. Is it that important? No. It's not as important as offense, but he's willing to go out and pay millions of dollars to some special team no-name from Detroit to come in here and tackle on punts. His system is outdated. His way of roster building is outdated. He's just ruling the roost. And this is just the latest example of it. And they're going nowhere. They're going nowhere. This team is going to be middling again. And... I don't know how, like, it, Kraft is talking a big game about, oh, I want to be in the playoffs. We haven't been in the playoffs in four years, blah, 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 blah. I haven't had a playoff win in four years. It's time to do something, Robert. You have the money. You should be giving him the money. I'm sure you are giving him a budget. The last point I want to make is that the Patriots, everybody's saying, well, you know, they're saving money for down the road. They want to re-sign guy, blah, blah, blah. Who are we trying? Who are we saving money to resign? There's no talent on this team worth re Is it for Mac? Are we ready to give him the big money he's going to command? I'm not ready to. Um, they are consistently, for the past 10 years, the lowest team in real money spent. They do not spend money. They were saving on Tom Brady. They're, now they're trying to save on everything. And they have, this year, the ninth most cap space, and then they're projected to have the first most cap space for the next three years. Like, what are we saving this money for? Is it for friggin' lighthouses and scoreboards? It's just, I don't understand when Patriots fans are going to continue to see this pattern that has been going on for the past four years, even longer, and not be like, this guy can't be a GM. That's, that's, I mean, that's my rant. I'm so friggin' sick and tired of it. It's just wake the fuck up, please. Cameron. I'm
1: with you. I've been with you. I'm one of the supporters. I wish I wasn't the one here. I wish Tucker was able to uh, give you some, some um, food for thought. But I'm unfortunately with you there. I think that uh, I think this is a big year for New England, one way or another. I know we always talk about how they'll never do it. I really do think that if they end up as a six-win team this year, He's going to be forced into to retire. Um, three years to do a rebuild and end up getting worse, you have to force his hand in one way or another. He's not going to take another job. will you not know, too prideful um, to, to get demoted, obviously. Um, they'll let him retire for sure. They'll never fire him. I, I really, truly believe that. Um, but they can't get worse. He's made all the wrong moves, seemingly. And if he doesn't have something to show for it after three years, I, I I don't see a world that they keep him and keep keep respect around the league.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, the, the sad thing is he's still a decent coach. He can still coach, for sure. It's just they need to go to him. Kraft needs to go to him and give him an ultimatum. Say, Bill, either uh, we win 10 games this year or um, you're going to walk or we're going to let you go or you need to win a playoff game this year, or we're going to let you go like in advance time at the end of a season, next season, I want to playoff win, or you're going to be fired. And if he, and if he wants to, to uh, say he's going to leave with that kind of working condition, call his bluff. Cause he's not going anywhere. He's not going to start over with a new team. He's not going to pull out all his friends and family that he's hired on the staff just to make his life easier. He's not going to do that. He's not going to walk. He's going to retire. And that's going to be that. Um, so yeah, I the thing is, Cam, he is he has just. I don't think he's gonna go anywhere. I think Kraft wants that wins record just as bad as Bill does for posterity. And
1: well, I don't think he's gonna go anywhere if he, if it's not earned. Like if he plainly, you can't look at Kraft and and continue to respect him if you guys get worse. I mean, you've gotten worse. The first year you were okay, and there was definitely oh Mac was the best rookie. QB, and then they didn't do anything to keep building on it, and you missed the playoffs. And now this year, in the third year, if you go six wins and you get worse in your third season, didn't do anything to build around the quarterback that you seemingly took a shot at at fifteen. How do you? How does anyone respect that?
0: Yeah, I, th- I think. I mean, it's tough to say. I you think they're a six-win team. I think they're closer to a nine-win team. I think that's. Team. I think that's the no. I think that's the number. Man. Yeah, I think I, I think
1: that I, I that think would be theme, but I think that's the number that that really makes you think he's got to go. Nine yeah. wins you don't get. It.
0: Yeah, so I, if, I know you want to. No, I I if honestly, I think the best thing for the organization would be for them to just really really suck, really really bad and just start over. Uh, you know, get in the top 10 draft pick, try to make a move to get up for Caleb Williams. Um if if that was to be the case, let Bill go. Bill O'Brien takes over. And roll with it, but um, yeah. So it's just I'm so friggin' frustrated because just everybody's just the the optimism is useless, and there's still so many bill people, and like I I saw one dude who was like, he's really starting to toe the line with me. I'm like, when the hell are you gonna wake up and realize like this has been going on forever? Even when Brady was here, this was going on. Um, Here's
1: my thing, um, I. It's no, Yeah, well, the towing the line with Brady always came back to Brady. You could always say, what's Bill doing? He's not giving Brady any help, but it didn't matter because
0: he had He didn't it. need to, for sure, for sure. Yeah.
1: But now, the only optimism that I could ever imagine is, is kind of what Tucker says. Tucker's an optimist. Deep down he gets it, I think, um, is that it's it's Bill. He is a good coach, and, and Bill we trust and it hasn't worked out yet, but maybe it will. I think that the, 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 the only optimism that you can have is like very pessimistic optimism. Like, I just really hope at this point for my own sanity. It's not these Twitter accounts that are saying, I heard great things about Denzel Mims this offseason, I really think it's gonna break out. Shut up, no you don't. Don't yeah. think like that because that's, you, you, you can't. You're gonna drive yourself crazy. Ramon J. Stevenson should be way higher than an 80 in Madden. That's not what you should be worried about. Um I mean, granted, sure, maybe, yeah, he, he's, he's a decent, he's a decent back. He should be
2: higher than
0: 80, but it's stupid if you're, if
1: you're 85 Madden graded running back is the player that you're, you know, all hyped up about seeing. I I think you need a couple other guys on the team. So you, you guys are have a lot of fans, and every every franchise, that, the Giants Twitter that I've seen recently is is blasphemous as well. Every team's every got them. It's just a matter of, you know, the ones that we see the most. Boston sports Twitter in general is, is going through.
0: Delusional. Uh, uh,
1: they're going through a crisis. I understand uh, what's happening. They are going through a, a drought. And a couple of really good teams that have not done it, and they're freaking out.
0: Yeah. Um, we, we definitely poisoned your feed by sending you too many Patriots things in our group thing because you get them now the same way we get them. Um, but my my whole thing too, Cam, is now they, they had Leonard Fournette in for a workout, right? Leonard Fournette is cashed. <laughs> He's like not a good runner. And everyone's like, oh, Leonard Fournette, playoff Lenny. Here's what you do if you really want a running back to spell Ramondre, which I don't think is a terrible idea. At the same time, to back to my running back point, just use one of the four other guys you have on the roster. I'm sure they'll be fine. Go sign Dalvin. Spend the money. Sign Dalvin. Sign a legitimate talent, a guy, a proven talent, to come in and spell Ramondre. Like, just spend the money. Spend it. Where else is it going to go? To next year's useless free agent class where we sign a backup tight end and a friggin' backup center yep. and, a, and three special teamers. Like, spend the money. Get Dalvin. Do it. Like, if you really want a money know. back, I don't think it's a need. If you really want one, go get Dalvin. What are you doing?
1: I almost think that hey, Tucker is in the chat. We got Tucker live and in the chat. I almost think that Andre should be the guy. Um, I think you should try to maybe not grow the team around him, but everyone seems to love him. He's a good little back. I almost think you get him. And what the heck happened to James Robinson? He's a great, They, great cut,
2: him no, they, they
0: cut him immediately. They signed him and they cut him.
1: Great, too. I had an unbelievable breakout year. I, I just went to your death card. Ty Montgomery was a wide receiver and then had one good stick with the Packers. And,
0: He's getting uh, cut. He's not making the roster. I promise you that.
2: No,
0: Uh, that or Leonard Fournette, apparently.
2: Leonard Fournette on the pass?
0: No, he had a workout today.
2: Yeah, that'd be cool. I would love to have that
0: (laughs) too. Tucker joining the pod just missed my four and a half minute rant on why you're not like Leonard Fournette. Uh, the point that I made, Tucker, which I will reiterate, reiterate one more time for you, is that. The nickel and diamond on this team is getting out of hand. They did it with DeAndre Hopkins. Um,
2: <laughs> really? Still the same
0: No, he got guaranteed money from the Titans, and it was all incentive laden with the Patriots. If they really yeah. wanted him, you know, which they did, they would. And and if Bill wasn't cheap, uh, they would have signed him. He would have come here.
2: Uh, I am so against this. I just think that DeAndre Hopkins. I guarantee you, it's going to be like Julio Jones on the bucket. That's how I see this DeAndre Hopkins. Would have been good if we got him. Would have liked to have someone like that. But
1: <laughs> Talker, I'll, I'll do you one better for your comparison. It would have been like Julio Jones on the Titans, because he played for the Titans if you didn't know. Oh
2: yeah. He played for the Titans and then the Buccaneers. Yeah. But yeah, yeah no. That. Jones on the Titans. Which, like, you know, it was they were like great, a big name. My headphones. Alright. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, they got a big name guy, awesome. Like, but they're coming out of their prime. They clearly don't care anymore because they signed with the tight. They're just looking for a paycheck to end their career on and just have a cushiony little salary so that
0: they can retire happy and rich. But why not why not take That's a risk on that guy for, for the it. page? why would why not take a they risk did, on that guy they for they the, the Patriots? They said work for it and he's
2: that. i don't want to work and,
0: and now where you're cutting out i don't have you
2: and like this whole push for guaranteed money but guaranteed money is for guys that clearly i mean he has injury issues he it doesn't seem like he's as dedicated to his craft
0: anymore and so yeah
2: i just don't see this as the same so where's I mean, the money
0: where's the money better spent
2: I, I I agree that there needs there should have been a big spend, but I don't think that just throwing money at anything is the answer.
0: I I mean, so here's the point I was on, on when we got on this tangent: is that if you want to sign a running back, which I don't think is a need, go spend it on Dalvin, who is a better talent. Spend it on Dalvin. Yeah, not spend I thought we were on, on the
2: same side.
0: I don't want Leonard Fournette on the team. I think he's useless. He was pretty good, man. So here's, again, he Cam, just to reiterate, the delusional Patriots fan. But, um, um, Everybody wanted D-Hop here, and then all of a sudden now he's not a hard worker because he doesn't want an incentive laden deal. We knew he wasn't a hard worker. We knew he was a quitter the whole time, but we, we, they still no, want him.
2: I think, no, I think that him signing with the Titans is – very indicative of what he's looking for. He's not looking to win a championship. He's not looking to compete. He just uh, wants a paycheck before he retires. But,
0: but the Patriots aren't a contender either, Tucker.
2: I'm just saying that's what he's looking for. Yes, that's, that's 100.
0: Everybody knew that. Everybody knew that. That's what he was looking no,
2: for. No, because that's not what he said at first at all.
0: He said he wanted no a. He said he wanted stable management. Number one, that's what he wanted. The Titans and Patriots have both had stable management. They've had the same head coach. Same. He said he wanted a QB who loved the game. That means nothing. That he didn't say, I want a great QB. I don't want a top 10. He said, I want a QB who loves the game. That's Mac Jones. Hey, Did he want to be on a contender? No, he never said that. He oh, never really? said I that. that
2: was an initial question.
0: No, nope. it was stable management, think- QB who loves the game. That's what he wanted.
2: I just don't buy. I just don't. I just don't see a guy going to the Titans and saying, and also being a competitive guy. I don't see the drive. Like, you know what? If he was trying, I mean, the Patriots, like it or not, are still a good franchise. They
0: are. The Titans still are like better. Come on. Top. What? I mean, the have, they're, they're the same. They're the same. Years. They're middlers. They're the same In thing. The past three
1: years, the Titans have done more.
2: They won. They won more. They were the one seed in the playoffs two years ago. I I just they beat, beat the Ravens in the playoffs. See that the Ra- Titans are at the start of a whole. Last team to beat pass.
0: Brady in the playoffs. So I I yeah, this is what I don't understand, Tucker. Why? Like we're the same team as the Titans. We're the exact uh, cruddy quarterback. Like a deep. Uh, I think we no, have a quarterback. No talent. Brian Tannehill and Mac Jones are like as of right now, the same guy. Like, yeah, sure, Mac has higher upside because he's younger, but they're basically the same dude right now. I mean... I don't know. 20 to 25 quarterback range. They're both in there.
2: I just don't buy it. I, I, I'm not... Like, would I love to sign him? Yes. If you're like, no, I won't sign a, a deal that has... Incentives involved with it, then uh, what are you trying to do? I don't
0: know. He's trying to get a bag, that's what he was trying to do the whole time, and it's not even a ridiculous contract. Like, like you said, the Patriots offered the same thing, it just wasn't incentive. So, if he hit every incentive, they're paying the same money. Just give him the money. What are we saving for? For what trade? Just cons- because there's a chance that he can still play, Tucker. Sorry, there's a chance because Tucker. So
2: 15 million to a guy who might play. Yes.
0: yes, yes, yes,
2: you're the, you're the, yeah.
0: yes. Yes, I so do. You're
2: pissed at the Patriots. I know, no. I, I'm again, like, no. You're not going to sign for incentive if you don't want to play for any incentives. Then
0: whatever. So again, I will bring up what did the what did the Jaguars do with Trevor Lawrence after he had a cruddy year? spent a ton in free agency went out and got players not they, they didn't need to sign ju- Justin Jefferson they got middle of the road wide receivers and he got better what did the young middle of the road young ones. what did the Miami got, Dolphins Christian do
2: Kirk,
0: what did 24. the Miami Dolphins do for Tua after he was struggling went out and threw it all in for the best receiver in football and what happened to Tua he got better they're doing nothing to help Mac you don't know what you have like and if you want to make Mac prove it without, you know, the wide receiver help, fine. Maybe he's not the guy. Are we going to find the guy in the next 25 years? Probably not because most of these guys aren't Patrick Mahomes. They're not Joe Burrow. They're not Josh Allen. These guys are are generational guys that come around once every 5 years if you're lucky to be in the position to draft them.
2: Absolutely. No, I agree. And you got to be, I mean
0: So my point being Joe Tucker Burrow, my point being, they liked the player, clearly. They liked him enough to have him in. They liked him enough to offer him a contract. Sure, maybe he's not going to be Houston DeAndre. He put up pretty decent numbers last year. Maybe he can put up decent numbers this year or at least get other guys open for Mac. Why not take a shot? What are you saving the money for? Who, like, who cares if he, if he wants the guaranteed money? You have it. You're ninth in cap space. You're you're 32nd in spending. Pay the man. Pay him. And if he sucks after two years. I don't understand how cap space and spending are different. Shouldn't you be first in? No, no. They have been bottom of the league in real money spent for the past decade. And they are ninth in cap space uh, right now.
2: Okay, I, I don't understand it. I don't understand with the, the cap maneuvering. I don't understand stuff.
0: it either. It's the cap maneuvering where you're the the real salary money spent on players. They are last in the league for the past decade, and gotcha. they have the ninth most cap room, and they're projected to have the first uh, most cap room for the next three years. And that's all well and good. That's great, but they've had that before. They, like I said, for the past ten years, they've spent the least money. When, are they, when is the the investment going to pay off, is my point. So just pay the dude. Pay any dude. Bring in some talent. Make them... Who does the defense have to worry about right now? Juju Smith-Schuster? Hunter Henry? Mike Kosicki? That's just not good enough. It's not good enough. And they're just going to be a middling team until the GM changes and they start actually making moves.
2: I don't think... I mean, I... I'm on the mindset that I don't think this is an awful core that we have. I think we have a good tight end duo. I don't like, I'm not out here saying that Gesicki and Hunter Henry are a top five duo or anything like that, but they're a good solid, solid group.
0: They're middling is what they are. They're They're middling. They're middling. I I
2: don't think they're middling. Like, can you name
0: five teams of two better tight ends than that? The tight end. I mean, the tight end grouping doesn't matter. It doesn't, it's not that important.
1: It didn't. It didn't work with. They had Janu.
0: Yeah, Janu. Had... It
2: didn't work with Janu. I know. I do not deny that. It Did not work with Janu. I think Gasicki's better than Johnny is, and we'll see what I happens. I mean, I, I agree Huster, with that too. Henry's a decent player, and then I don't. I mean, I think that you got. I agree that you won, but I think you got a lot of guys in that wide receiving. I agree. They are
0: people. They're human beings.
2: I think I think Devontae can be a really solid receiver. Juju can be a really solid receiver. Eh, And I think Kendrick is a really solid receiver. I think Taekwon, I mean you still got the rookie Taekwondo, that's just a burner that you got to see. I think yeah.
1: I think Juju's your best receiver. I really do. Yeah he is. Um,
0: I don't
2: know. I think Devontae at peak is his best. best Tucker, he's he's been
0: hurt every single year he's played. He's been hurt every know, single time. I just remember, I, do
2: you remember I, he, him just torching the pass.
0: He was, he was. He
1: was. He was
2: so good.
1: He was so good, and he helped my fantasy team so much. Unfortunately, he's not that guy now. Um, he is the worst wide receiver in, in separation. Uh, in the past two like, ranked PFF did some stat. I don't know how you even do that, but he's not good off the ball. I think his injuries just caught up to him because he was so good. Who's so talented? I think that I think Bill might have gotten dubbed with this guy. Uh and they're re signing him apparently maybe he
0: comes out or Also, yeah, that's right? another point, Cam, is that if they didn't re-sign both Jawan Bentley and Devontae Parker, I would have I'm fine with them re signing Juwan Bentley. He's a good player. If they just waited on Devontae Parker and signed him to a probably reasonable deal because I don't think his market's very high, that money right there makes up what they could have spent on DeAndre Hopkins. But they gave yeah, it to this look, dude. Do you I know agree. why? Because he's a loyal soldier for Bill. He's a loyal soldier, so he's gonna get his pay. He's if you play ball with Bill,
2: one.
0: he will play ball with you. He's
2: been there for one year, dude. It's not like you're like, yeah, he's a But you don't know the himself.
0: dynamic in the room. He
2: could be in there advocating either. for Bill. You don't yeah, yeah, I, yeah. You don't know I, the dynamic in the room. I you're think not, you like, guys got but
1: I'm comparing it to the Giants here, right? Because I'm in the same we're in the same boat. Combined our, our you combine all of our receivers and we have one decent okay guy. Um I think Juju and and Parker and Atlanta, which we sliced, they're they're pro bowlers, one timers. Um and they have Juju has so much upside. Decent
0: TikTok number twos. Decent number not stunning number two, decent number yeah. two. Both of them.
1: Juju was the number one for a good feeling team. Oh yeah. I think he got caught up in the moment in the media and went to the Chiefs where he could just kinda of walk around and do whatever and the homes will make it work. Um I think he's a
0: good player. I think he's, he's, he's a fine player. player. I'm not saying he's bad. And I agree no, with you, Tucker. I don't think their group done. is horrid. I think their group is just eh. And that's not what you need when you're trying to develop a quarterback. And and
1: well it's not what you need when you're trying to develop a quarterback is exactly what which is what we're trying to do over in New Jersey. Across the across the pond there. I think you have to cross some sort of water to get down there. Anyway. Um,
2: Have we touched on Saquon
1: yet? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Um, At this point, I really want to keep him as my thing. I really want Saquon, obviously. I do not want him to leave. I don't know if you guys heard his most recent interview. He's so real, and he's very smart. He's not one of these dumb guys that are just going out. He understands the statistics behind it. He's got us trapped because he absolutely does a lot for our team. And, Trey, I know you take mm-hmm. time kind of combats that, and that's why I disagree with it. Um, he is a huge part of the team, and a huge part of Daniel Jones' development and being able to run the ball, especially. The two guys, Those two guys combined for over 2,000 yards last year, rushing. Um, I don't know if you guys knew that. So he's got us backed up, and he understands kind of the metrics behind it. He's very smart. He's not just going out there tweeting, You know, but Austin Eckler really made me a But I I think, unfortunately, um, you know, I think we pay him. If we could get him for 13, I'll be okay with it, I guess. Uh, I think we need him on the team just to help the rebuild. Because if you don't have him on the team, it's not just the player. But it's a morale thing for the team. Like what's the point of going through this whole rebuild if you're not gonna have the guy that, that was with you with you through it? So I'm I'm team keep Saquon uh, at this point, just for just for you know, not killing the rebuild and hoping that
0: that that works out. Um, uh, Tuck, just the last thing I wanna do on Patriots before we move on was ask you, Tucker. At what point does the nickel and diming and the refusal to sign big talent and like that kind of stuff, at what point does that become a problem for you? Do you think, does it just not? You just keep taking shots in the draft till you find someone and that's just the way it is? Or is there gonna be a point for you where you're like, okay, he's not doing anything. He's continuously saving money for nothing when are we going to spend the money? Like, is there any point for you that you're going to get frustrated to the point where I am, where it's like, okay, this dude clearly doesn't have the roster building capabilities anymore. He's stuck in his ways. Time to move on. Is there any point where that would happen for you?
2: Um, that's a tough question. I see where you're coming from here. But that's a tough question for me just because I – it's hard during a rebuild to say like why aren't we spending all the money in the world because there's part of me that's like, look, we need to find out if Max the guy and if he's not the guy, then I don't I don't know, I just don't want a middle. And so I think this is a boomer bust year. If Max the guy, build around him. If he's not, then again, you said those once in a generation guys, they're in next year's draft boxes. And so, if you can, if we suck next year, that's—I mean—that's where you find out, like he's not the guy. But I think just signing a bunch of guys, having you know, and then going, let's say we go nine and eight and miss the playoffs, or even seven and ten and miss the playoffs, we're not getting those guys, and we're almost stuck with Mac if he's not the guy that we want here, which I think is a problem. So that's kind of where I'm at. So look, if this year, you know, if we find out Max, the guy we're like, yeah, this is the guy we want to build around. And then we're still not building around him, but we say that we want Mac. And that's where I have a problem. But now everyone, including you, including me are like, is he the guy or do we need to move on? And then, we're all, if we were just building around it, it just seems useless at that point. If we, you know, so I'd almost, if once we find out Max, the guy, if we're still not building around him, then that's where I have the biggest issue.
0: Don't you think having a, more talent around him would make that that call easier? Like Cam said, uh, yeah. they just paid Danny Jones and Cam, you, you like the contract. To me, it's a big question mark.
1: Oh, uh-huh. I don't like the contract. I like that they resigned.
0: Him. Whatever you like that they resigned him. <laughs> but I think we're in the same position. Where, Jones
1: is the guy. Where, well, yeah, you want a playoff game?
2: Yeah.
0: I mean, no, But no, the thing is, guy. Mac He's played well enough his rookie year to be like
2: you put in the capital in him. I mean, say, here's the guy. thing, Tucker. This is our guy. Here's the thing, guy. Tucker. If you go to 15, if you draft
1: this guy at 15. You are automatically assuming he's the guy. If he puts up Absolutely. rookie of the year, you, you puts up rookie the year numbers and makes the playoffs. He made the playoffs as, as rookie year, right? He did. Then yeah, that, that's done. You should have already decided.
2: That's
0: that's what I'm that's saying, saying Cam. That's what he's proven he can play.
2: Hundred percent. How? the you're the one that's saying say that he's not the guy. We don't want him. Like all these things, you can't then be like,
0: I didn't say he's that. proven he's it. I didn't say that. I don't know if he's the guy because. I don't know if last year was all because of the coaching or if he took a serious regression step. So I don't know if he's the guy, but you should be acting like he's the guy because you've proven that you can get to the playoffs with him. You can do it. So give him like the same thing with Tua. Tua was like, I don't know. Tua's, Tua's good here. He sucks here. I don't know. Let's get him a real weapon. See if he can get the ball to him. See if that opens up the offense for him. And they did it and it worked to a degree. Like, he's not a world-beater, but when he's healthy, he's pretty darn good. And what I was saying, Tucker, is I mentioned to Trey, earlier,
1: is it's going to be hard to respect crap and, and, and Bill. If this is supposed to be the big rebuild, they they take a chance at 15 at Matt Jones, the guy they like. He puts up the numbers. He proves everybody wrong. Best rookie QB. Bill's a genius all of a sudden. Why are you digressing right now? And if, if you guys don't build around them, you're not building around them this year, what happens if you get six wins and you just, every year since, you've just gotten worse? I mean, at what point, I think Trey's question is ultimately coming down to at what point, if that happens, what's the win, what's the win loss record that Phil's got to go? Is that this year at all? I guess? Again, I say that's next year.
2: I, I, so you got to go with the new – so that's my point is that you're saying if this guy is, is the guy or not the guy. That's what this – I'm kind of saying no the guy or not because he's – That's the question. A, well, a, my a, whole thing is build. that's like asking if Tom Brady took a regression last year. Is Tom Brady the
0: guy? Well, not the not the day, he's 43 years old. Like that's the difference. Bill's there.
2: not putting in any effort. And, and if it yeah. works out, if Bill's just I don't like I don't buy this goal, he's not putting in effort though.
0: He is clearly <laughs> taking a step back. He's taking more days off than he has ever before. He clearly has taken a step back. And he's seventy-one. Like you can you can I look do. at Bill and say, Bill was a great coach and a great GM for a long time. He just got too old and it's time to move on. You can do, you can have those positions. That's my position. He was great. He was He even having Brady, it made him, his job easier as GM. But like you like to point out, he's had good draft picks in the past. He's made good free agent signings. Like he's, he's brought in, he's brought in defensive players that made a real difference. He paid down like, but now he's getting older. He's slowing down. You got to put him out to pasture at some point. And it sounds to me, Tucker, like you're saying Bill's kind of Bill's job security is tied to how Mac does because they they draft him at 15. And if, you know, he's not the guy, then they wasted that draft pick and they have wasted four years of this rebuild. Maybe it's time to move on. But then why isn't he doing the most to help Mac? Because that's how I think I think that is somewhat true. I think his job security kind of is tied to Mac. Why is he not do, Why is he giving him a defensive coordinator as his coordinator? Why is he not signing talent around him? Why is he not drafting talent around him?
2: No, I 100% agree that the signing last year, I mean, Matt Patricia last year, was awful. It was terrible. I don't know if it was just a risk that was, you know, that I thought was high upside. I don't know the reason behind it, but it was terrible. I will never not agree with that. But... At the end of the day, I do still – like, I just have a belief in Bill because, I mean, there's just such a large body of work that Bill has been extremely successful. And you can say it was Brady. You can say whatever. But we were incredible for a long time. So what does um, is,
1: is the off season look like next year if you guys win four games?
2: Uh, fire I'm bill, for Caleb Williams, fire bill, trade, trade up the number David.
0: one and Caleb Williams, restart. Fire <laughs> fire, Williams. fire bill, yeah. trade up the number one to get Caleb Williams. Uh, it'll be hard to trade
2: up. it will be like trying to trade
0: up. Do whatever you got. Know. Do whatever you got to do.
2: I've heard talks and Raiders already
1: already tanked, but Jimmy doesn't lose, so Jimmy, lose.
0: Jimmy does not lose. That's true. I mean, I didn't want to. Sp- I, I I sorry to brought, bring us back. We've done forty five minutes on this now. But um, but to, to my last point, Tucker is, you say there is a body work 100%. And like I said, he is and he still is a great coach. and he was a great coach and he was a good GM. I wouldn't say great because I think Brady helped him a lot. He was a good GM, but that's was that's the past. We are past that. We are now four years out of the Brady era with nothing to show for it but a blowout playoff loss at what point are we trying to move into the next chapter and try to become a good, you know, we don't need to be a dynasty. We don't need to win six Super Bowls. Be representative. Make the playoffs. Win playoff games. That's the goal of every team. And these teams that don't make it every two, three, if they start going on a three-year slump, the coach gets fired. That's what happens. So I'm just saying, when we are, we are a normal football team. We are not some special thing that has been proven we had a special guy that made us special now we're just a football team and for the 20 the years before brady the 40 years before brady we were middler to suck now four years after brady we are middler to suck so at what point are we trying to become a good football team again and part of it's craft and if he does if he wants to get complacent please sell the team if you're not interested please sell the team not saying you should yet i still think he's a good owner if you don't want to bring in the commitment and make the tough decisions, sell the team. Um,
2: I, I mean, I don't, I don't think selling craft. I mean, I don't think craft is the issue. I will say, um, like I, I just don't see them as a team that hasn't like competed a team that hasn't done what they need to compete ever. Um, I mean, because we have like we've had a body of work that you know they've gotten guys, they've always had guys, but um,
0: it's the past though.
2: Yeah, but you can't, but you can't be like, yeah, like clearly, Kraft doesn't care anymore,
0: because he clearly does. He just does. He's not. He's doing a lot of talking and he's not taking a lot of action, in in my opinion.
2: I don't know. I feel like I've always seen Kraft as a guy that's willing
0: to put in the money to do what he has to do. Mm -hmm. Um,
2: Matt Robert Kraft had a pretty good life, man. Yeah. Yeah. I I think that – I don't think, like, sell the team is really in the cards. I don't see it as, like, a – you know, a Washington Commanders organization or anything like that. Like, I think that's how happens. I don't think that happens after three years of not being good. That happened, like, the Commanders haven't been good in 20 years. Like, there's teams that haven't been good in decades, in generations. There's people that have grown up without ever seeing their team really compete. So I don't think that the sell-the-team narrative needs to even be brought up yet. I think that we have, like, Five years before that's even a
0: thought. I'm, we starting, made the I'm starting to. I'm starting to bring it up. I'm starting to bring it up.
2: <laughs> we brought. We we made the playoff st-
0: <laughs> literally two years ago, and we got blown up. So I'm going to start bringing it up. And if this continues, I will be actively calling. We've done enough on this. We've done a long big time. Big 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 year for the Patriots. Much like last year was for the Giants, Cam, and you guys turned out all right. So maybe I'll be pleasantly surprised. I think we win nine games. Um. Okay. List, guys. Beach, ac- beach activities, um, things to do with the beach. Uh, like I said, no point differential difference. So it'll be Cam, myself, Tucker. Uh, Cam, why don't you lead us off? Yeah,
1: I think everyone's number one is, is going to be this. If it's not, I mean, I don't know if you had a childhood digging a hole. Um, yeah. you go to the beach, you get a shovel use your hands, whatever it takes, but the men at the beach know that uh, they, there's work to be done. And that involves digging a hole as far as you can go before a lifeguard yells at you. Um, now, what you do with that hole, ton of options. might come up later in the list, so I'll save it. Um, but when you're at the beach, you got to see how far down you can get.
0: Yeah, um, digging a hole actually wasn't my number one. It is a solid number one pick. Uh, my number one pick is... Personal to me, I'm pretty sure that a lot of people don't like to do this at the beach, which is odd. But my number one is swimming. I mean, I I like to go in the water at the beach. And I get frustrated when I go to like Cape Cod beaches and the water's freezing cold and you can't go in. Because like it's just sitting right there. Like I want to go in. Like there's sharks or whatever, whatever. Like I don't really care. Like if that's how I'm going to go out, that's how I'm going to go out. It'll be a pretty good story. Um, I like swimming when you're on like a Caribbean beach or, you know, a beach you know in florida or something the water's clear like it's just nice when it gets wavy like playing in the waves was my favorite thing as a kid i used to spend like literally four hours just getting tossed around by waves i kind of wanted the undertow to come for me i wanted to i the, think that's a different activity swimming and playing in the waves is that's I got part of swimming
1: i mean, I mean my wrist has got different. Actually, got a different. Actually.
0: all right fine i'll go
1: swimming involves moving your arms and, and going places you're and, just talking about going in the water?
0: Yeah, the water. Yeah.
1: Oh, the water. That's so, that's such a big, I mean, that's, that's just groups in
0: so and so. Swimming and playing things. in the waves to me is the exact same thing. All
1: right. Okay. All right. Fine.
0: So if you want me to t- pick one, I'll pick one. No, 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 no. Go in the water. Going in the I'll water. Going in the water. Playing them. in the waves, swimming. The water is the number one beach activity for me. Tucker? Uh.
2: One is drinking. Having a couple brewskis on the beach is probably one of my favorite parts. I think especially as we've gotten older, it's definitely gotten to become, I don't know, I always just enjoy having a couple of beers on the beach. Uh, It is my number one one. Uh, I'm happy that I got it. Uh, And then my number two, back to back. I'm guessing beach games in general can't be. I would say
0: I'd say go specific on beach games. Um,
2: okay, uh, my number two is spike ball. Spike ball is my number two. Probably my favorite beach activity. Uh, it's just I think it's the peak beach game. I really do. I have so much fun playing it, it's, and I only play it at the beach, which makes it even more fun.
0: Yeah, so I think uh, you were probably in a toss-up between a couple beach games right there, and I was gonna take spike ball if you didn't if you took my pick. But my pick would be uh, beach football. Uh, beach football is that my number my two. two.
2: That was my second. Obviously. Yeah,
0: I think I was gonna take whichever one you didn't take. Uh, beach football is electric. If you get a big group of dudes, um, you're down the beach with like you know ten buddies, and you just split up into teams of five. You can go full tackle. You can go touch. Um, you know, it doesn't hurt that bad to go down. Sometimes you get a little bit of the sand rash, but, um, just a super fun game. It's, it's one of the few places you can play football and tackle somebody and they don't die or break anything. Um, I know that, uh, I've played beach football with the both of you, Cam, we did in the vineyard. Pretty sure I picked you off twice. Uh, I was on the opposite team. Um, and then Tucker, we played in the hot and we played for a good hour and a half and the, the high tide started coming and covered up our field, but we kept playing through it. So then we were, we had the water element of the beach football, which was electric. So beach football is my number two. I I, I don't do it too often because I usually don't have a big enough group down the beach, but if I'm, I'm with a group, big group of guys, we're, we're getting the pig skin going. All right.
1: Number one, you guys really, uh, really drive me out. Um, but I got, I got a couple to go right off, dig in the hole. Um, what do you got to do with the hole? The cops come, right? They 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 come up on the four wheelers. They almost getting they almost fall in your hole. They're like, yeah, hey, you guys can't dig a hole. Here. We know you can't dig a hole in the beach. Someone could fall in and get hurt. So you got no problem, sure, officer. I'll go ahead and fill in that hole. Not before I have one of my friends sit in it. it we bury him.
0: Burying someone's go. You know, cool,
1: burying someone's huge, and especially when you have a hole because they can stand up. And be buried. It's pretty funny. Grinding.
0: Put something uh, on their head.
1: Of it, some of the funniest things that you'll ever see someone's head sticking out. Ah, was are his body. I was doing that. Uh, no, but it is hard to breathe. Um, number three, I'm going with body surfing. Now, this is... Oh, I mean, good, Pat. Am I allowed to do this?
2: Yeah, Trey's
0: yeah. No, water. no, you can't. Yeah.
1: Nope. Trey said the water's his when he goes to the beach. No one else did. Um... Now, this is playing in the waves, but this is strategic.
0: This is more sport. technical, playing in the waves. Mine's this just kind of just letting the waves kill you. That's
1: when, what I like. So, so punching and body slamming waves was one of my activities. Just getting angry and acting like you can beat the waves. Challenging Poseidon
0: is what I would call yeah,
1: that. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's not this big, though. Um, you now, body surfing is something you have to master. Uh, <laughs> no boogie board. Never been a big boogie board guy. Once I learned how I could do it without buying the thirty-dollar boogie board, um, I I took advantage. Lindsay has seen it firsthand. I can ride the wave from probably thirty yards out um, all the way back to shore. I go. I, it's it's an awkward, it's an awkward uh, looking looking stroke, and. Uh, but it works. But when you catch when down. you
0: catch the right one and it takes you like twenty yeah. feet, like yeah. that's a great feeling.
1: And I look around immediately. Yeah, everyone did you see that?
0: It.
1: <laughs> and people see it. And my pants, thirty percent of the time down. But that's that's the joy of it, right? You got to take some risks. You got to go. You got to you got to risk it to get the to get the sand. All
0: right, my um, number three is gonna be water related. So I'm kind of going against myself. It's this, I don't, I don't view this as swimming. It's peeing in the ocean. Um, now a lot of people say they pee in pools. And if you don't, if you say you don't pee in pool, you're a liar. I don't pee in pools. I think it's gross. I think it's a small, I think probably Eastover threw me off that because the water was always murky and it was like, Oh yeah, I'm mad pee in there and stuff. The ocean's giant. That stuff's getting washed away quickly. Um, it's salty as it is. I mean, the fish probably drink it, but you know, bathrooms aren't prevalent at the beach. There's not, there's not, um, you know, you got to walk in a gross porter potty with like flip-flops on that's uncomfortable. Um, so if I got to pee, I'm going out up to my chest. I'll take the swim trunks down. I don't pee through the swim trunks, um, take the swim trunks down and, uh, let her rip. And it's always a nice serene pee. You know, you're letting them the water hits you and you got the sun and the, the sound of the birds. Very nice pee. So, peeing in the water. That's my number uh, number three. Talk.
2: Um, now, I have a question. Are we just talking ocean beach or are we talking any beach?
0: I think any beach. It's beach activity. So, any beach.
2: All right. Then I'm going to do water sports.
0: I think that's valid. Um,
2: so, like, what?
0: That's valid. You can do water sports yeah. at, a, at a beach beach, too.
2: Yeah, but, like, I I don't have a, like, it, I'm thinking more, like, in a lake than, like, you know, I don't, I, I haven't really gone, like, tubing or water skiing or anything like that in the ocean. I've always done it, you know, on a little beach, like a lake or something like that. So I'm going to go with water sports number three, probably one of my favorite things to do, just, you know, getting behind a boat water skiing, tubing, something like that. Just a fun activity. Um, and then number four, I'm going to go with just relaxing. Chilling, getting a tan, sitting, whether it's on a tube in the water, unless you a different activity, but or t- just sitting on a beach chair, just relaxing, just taking a load off.
0: I mean, tanning is a tough one for you, Tuck, because... You know, you you claim to be tougher than the sun, but I've seen the sun kick your ass a couple I, I, times recently.
2: I don't know; it's never really put up that good of a fight. Like it's never been that.
0: Bad. I mean, I've se- I remember at the Cape a couple of years ago, you were pretty burnt, and then last week you were pretty burnt on the Fourth of July. So yeah, it wasn't that bad. You claim to be the only man tougher than the sun, but it's kind of kind of running up the score on you recently. Um, my number four is going to be kind of lame, but it's something I like to do, a beach walk. You know, when when I'm on a on a big beach, uh, I like to go for a walk, see what I can see, walk down the beach, check out the local talent, how you doing? Um, you know, if there's a pier, walk under the pier, just go for a walk. You know, I, I'm not a big just go for a walk guy, but if I'm on the beach and I'm, you know, I've kind of run out of activities, I'm feeling, you know, just kind of bored, I'll, I'll take a walk and see what I can see, check out the ocean. Check out the beach. Love a beach walk. That's my number four. Cam?
1: Yeah, it's getting tough here. Um, I'm trying to think. There's a couple of picks that are very cliche that we haven't gone with yet. Um, I'm going to go with something at four. I'm going to go. I'm going to fall in suit with you, Trey. I'm going to watch the top set. Or Sunrise. Um, I think sunrise is better, but I've, I've never really done that. So watching the sunset on the beach, brings me back to some fond memories of, uh, when I was in Spain, I used to do that a lot. I live near the beach now. I don't do it often, but I have done it. It's a beautiful, uh, peaceful environment. And, um, you know, it makes you kind of think of, of time as, you know, this big circle goes around another big circle. <laughs> and that's Scary. That's what... Scary crazy how that works number five i'm going with velcro balls it's a good one um the reason i'm going with it and it's not something i've done in a while but you don't do it anywhere no velcro balls will um at least that's for me i've never seen them elsewhere maybe like a family barbecue or something it's kind of a weird activity everyone's cooking grilling eating, and eating
0: other going, better balls be played with at the barbecue
1: Better balls to be played with. Uh, beach, beach game for whatever reason. They got another game where you you have the curved paddle thing that you put the ball in and you throw it. Yeah, yeah, that's yep. Good. But there's specific beach games. One of them is that uh, that Velcro ball game. We used to play it a lot, and uh, that's what I'm going with five. Um.
0: Yeah, that's a, that's a solid pick. Uh, my number five is going to be uh, Nerd Alert reading. I like to do some reading on the beach. Um, You know, it kind of has to do with Tucker's relaxing, but I don't always like to just sit there in my thoughts. Sometimes they get a little, uh, they get a little dark. Like, you know, Cam says, "Oh, time's just a circle, moving around a circle." I'm more thinking, "What happens when you die?" And I don't want to, I don't want to start thinking about that. Um, So um, I'll read, and uh, I think it's a good place to get through some books. Uh, Found my first Harry Potter book on a beach, actually. Took it home. Um, started reading it, then decided I want, I wanted the first two books too. So, um, yeah, I like to read on the beach. I think a lot of people like to read on the beach. Uh, it's an easy environment to read in, you know, uh, you got some white noise in the background, uh, reading my number five. Tuck. Uh,
2: my number five is going to be another lake activity. It's going on a boat. Um, uh, probably one of my top, ta- I mean, if you're talking ocean activities, it's not near there, but. If you're talking just regular beaches, like just, you know, getting on a boat, having some fun with the guys. Great activity. I'm definitely taking going on a boat number five. I'm really happy with my list.
0: All right. Um, Yeah, we should have probably defined beach as beach because now we can't do like a lake one. But uh, yeah, no, we we didn't define that. So uh, movie, I don't even remember what it was. Be honest with you. I did not watch it, but
2: I don't know what it was. I don't know what
0: it was, so I didn't watch
2: it. I do. Um, it was
0: It's was one I wanted to um, watch, I think, too. Whose movie was it? Was it Dylan's? I didn't
1: watch it, but I do
0: remember It was Dylan's, um, I believe. So I had Hunger Games, Cam had second Secret- yeah, it was Dylan's. Huh. No know. idea. Well, he's not here, so we'll just hold it till the next week, I guess. We have a two week two week time frame. The, uh, the episode didn't get uploaded either, so I couldn't check. I was trying to check this afternoon. Um, the hell did he pick? He picked something I wanted to watch. Maybe an older movie. I don't remember. Uh, all right. I think that's our Tucker. Did you want to give a waste to take?
2: Um. A little bit late to the party, but um, we think. Jesus. Just um, quick,
0: quick. if you got one quickly, you can. Uh, I'll tell you, we'll tell you ours while you think. Uh, mine was right. that um, Saquon Barkley is going to sit out this season, and uh, Matt Breida is going to have um, 200 more rushing yards than he did last year and at least one more yard per carry, because I think that it doesn't matter.
1: If that's add up to about 1,500 yards rushing into
0: Five yards per carry for Mr. Breen. Um
2: yeah, I got something. Okay, wait, uh, wait, wait Cam, recap
0: man. your take for Tuck real quick.
2: Oh uh, yeah,
1: real quick my take. You'll probably like it. Dak came out and said, I won't throw ten picks this year. Um, and he blamed it on his receivers pretty much from last year. Uh he's gonna throw ten picks in the first, in his first ten games and he's
2: gonna have the worst season of the play. Yeah, that's terrible. I mean, you can't blame it on your receivers and then expect good things to happen. Um, I got one. I think with how running backs are acting right now, I think there will be a strike amongst running backs. I think that strikes are becoming more and more common. I think that basically sitting out is becoming more and more common. And running backs being more and more pissed, I think there'll be a mass strike amongst running backs, where at least five running backs will sit out in synchronicity. Like they'll all sit out yeah. together.
0: That was like that was like originally my take tuck, and I like audibled at the last second, but uh, I like that. Take. Oh really? Yeah i i I was gonna say like the like ten running backs will sit out, and their replacements will um, do better than them. But I felt like that was too. Broad, but no, no, I, I do like your take. Um, I think this will happen, especially since they have this group chat. And like I said, I don't think it'll make a big difference and they'll look like fools. So I, I like your take. Cam?
1: Um, no, I don't think this is going to happen. I think everyone's going to end up playing. There'll be a couple that'll say they're sitting out but they probably just didn't get deals that they wanted um, and nobody actually cares. I'm more towards Trey's original take where uh, these guys are know that the running back job in the NFL can be taken from you in a second. Uh, especially all these backups coming in, they're going to they're going to maintain their number one spot. I don't think they strike it's not worth it. Players like Zeke strike and he's never gonna play again. I mean,
0: he's not on a team, so
1: <laughs> Exactly. yeah, but players like that, sorry. Um the the kind of guys that are like Leonard Fournette for example. I mean if he went on a strike right now, also on will see I get it, but um They kind of mid mid, bad guys. I could see them never playing again if they go on a strike. Because there are other running backs out there that will take your spot in an instant and not complain about the money.
0: Did these guys learn nothing from Le'Veon Bell? I mean, this is the exact same situation. Sat out for more money, came back, sucked out of the league. Um, All right, that's our show. Uh, Very Patriots-heavy episode. Sorry, Cam. Um, But... Just, just uh, had to have to rehash it every couple months or so. You know, it's it's in our contracts. So, um, thanks for getting wasted with us. Hopefully, we'll have both episodes up this week. We'll have two polls next week. We're getting closer to football season. We'll have hard knock soon. Um, yeah, it's all starting to come together. We're we're getting through the summer. Um, I think. Wait. Yeah, is this um, the last episode before Tucker's birthday? yeah oh happy birthday Tucker Tucker. episode
1: thank
0: Um, you maybe we'll do a list a Tucker list next time favorite qualities favorite favorite (laughs) Tucker favorite Tucker moments should be a good one Mm -hmm. um all right right. right. thanks for getting wasted with us we'll see you next week bye
1: all right bye